It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, this is Leon Pope, man. You listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. All you new listeners out there. I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? Sound yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the B. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all the Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. But I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy, Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. Welcome into the Causeway Street Podcast, live broadcast, coming from the heart. What's going on, everyone? Joe Sway Pavone here, Sean Dutra. What's up? Joel Pavone. Guys, we're here. The day we've been waiting for. Opening, opening night, night, night go. at TD Garden. The Celtics versus the 76ers. We got a lineup full of guests. Yes. We got so much to do right now. How are we feeling? About opening night, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, Sean, you got the adrenaline flowing. Because at first, Sean's hitting me up. He was like, yo, bro, I don't know, man. I'm feeling under the weather. Am, Something's bro. going on around my job. Through. I pushed through. I pushed through. I'm feeling sick. I, you got to be worried for a second. You're trying to cancel on us. I would never. Actually, I did already you before. Did, you've Last done year. that before. That's what why I felt like mean? I had to be here tonight. So, <laughs> what's up? I'm ready to go. All right, Joel, how we feeling? How we looking? Joel, oh, Joel's playing the producer up. role right yeah. now. He, yeah. He's chilling. You turned your mic off at this point. You, you're, just, you're just chilling in the back. The, yeah, the invisible the glass. Job. He's behind the glass he's right now. Easy job he's tonight. that dude right now. Oh, man. Celtics versus the 76ers. And listen, I, I'm the first one to tell you that I don't think Philly, in terms of winning a seven-game series, is anywhere near the Celtics. But tonight probably is going to be a nail-biter between these two teams because, let's face it, the Celtics are not completely where they need to be right now. They're still trying to work things out. They're still trying to get Gordon Hayward back in the mix of things. And... The 76 got a lot to prove. I mean, they almost got swept was, last season yeah. without Kyrie or Gordon Hayward in the mix. So they got a chip on their shoulder heading into tonight's game. I think you're looking at two teams that have a lot to prove. Both teams have a lot to prove. I mean, you're looking from the 76ers, like you just said. You get, you almost get swept in the playoffs. Ben Simmons comes out, has a bad series. Uh, they're supposed to be the up-and-coming team in the, in the Eastern Conference. And then the Celtics, too. They have a ton to prove tonight. Do how does Kyrie look with Gordon Hayward, with Jason Tatum, with Jalen Brown? The, the minutes, was, how, how is this quote unquote super team going to look on opening night? I mean, obviously we know super teams when they are put together um, could struggle out of the gate, right? We've seen it time and time again. Are the Celtics going to be different than that? I don't think it's a big deal if they do struggle, but both teams have a lot to prove. Mm. Borderline rivalry game. 
you do not want to lose to the 76ers right. after you smacked them last year. So, yeah, I think when you're looking at who's who's got more to prove tonight in, a, in the game one of 82, I don't know. It's a toss-up, man, I think. I think it's probably Philly. Philly wants to set the tone in this rivalry, this uh, rivalry renewed between the Celtics and the Sixers. So that's going to be a big role. But then also you got to remember the fact that the Celtics, they got plenty – they got plenty of juice. I mean, let's face it. This team, again, almost swept the Sixers without Kyrie, without Gordon Hayward. So, yeah, we, we may not see a close game. But if I had to predict it, it's probably going to be a close game. Nah, we'll have a close game. I think the I think there's been a lot of build up into the, into the season about how the 76ers may not be that team. They may not be ready to knock on the door of the Celtics. I totally disagree with that. I think that this is a team that has two young superstars. They're ready to burst. Say what you want to say about Ben Simmons. Um, it's all about the pieces surrounding those two that may, you know, may bring, draw them back a little bit. But, no, I think the 76ers, in my opinion, uh, should be number two or number three in the East. Because you're sleeping on the Raptors. Bro. I'm always That's sleeping why. on the Raptors, right, man. Well, we'll, get out of here with the Raptors. We'll get more man. into They're that be later. But let's get into our first guest of the night. He is Clevis Murray of the Athletic Boston, making his Causeway Street debut. The What's athletic, going on, huh? Clevis? Doing good, yeah. There you thank, go, little promotion, huh? I, I feel there you guy. go. You, you know, I got to mention the Athletic man. I got to hey, shout man, you it out. Took, it took you a while to get me here, but I'm glad to be here. <laughs> we talked about this. I'm glad to be in Roping Nine. Nothing perfect for my debut. See, I, t- I told you, I told Clevis like what weeks ago. I'm yes. like, sometime down the road, I'll get you on there. We'll see what happens. Season hasn't even technically started yet, and here you are with the College of Street podcast. I feel, I feel special. I feel, I feel special. I mean, you should. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. I should. You're right. All right. So where, where do you fall in this conversation? Are you on the Sean side in terms of seeing Philly as the bona fide number two in the East, or are you leaning towards Toronto like I am? Or is there another team out there, the Milwaukee Bucks? Where do you fall in terms of where you see the top two, top three teams in the Eastern Conference I think, panning out. I think you guys are both right. I agree with the Sixers. I agree with the Raptors. I think those are the top three teams along with the Celtics. But I don't think the Celtics are a clear-cut favorite to make the finals, as some people think. Wow. I, I, would, I would not be surprised. about this guy? <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors make it because actually Kawhi Leonard is my pick to an MVP. Okay. And I would not not be shocked or be shocked if the Sixers make it because I think they can make that next step. I'm I'm intrigued with how Markel Fultz will play and how J.J. Reddick coming off the bench will help that team as the sixth man of the team. So I don't think – I think Celtics will have competition going forward, and I think people have to respect the Raptors and the Sixers. So if those two things pan out, that's your – that's the biggest if for the the Sixers heading into the season. Uh, Yeah, I think the way Markel Fultz plays, J.J. Reddick off the bench – Outside that, I mean, the team is basically the same. I mean, how's Ben Simmons developed? We know he probably doesn't have a jump shot, but I don't think he needs a jump shot because he's so dominant without it. Um, how's Joel Embiid play? Can he stay? Health, health is the biggest question for all the three teams involved. Is Kawhi Leonard healthy? Is, you know, Ben Simmons healthy? Joel Embiid healthy? Will Kyrie be healthy? How does Gordon Hayward transition back? There's so many question marks, and I think it's easier said than done to say in October, but what are we talking about come April? So you say Kawhi Leonard's your pick for MVP. So, I, I mean, I, I tend to think that Kawhi Leonard may, may play 50 games this year. I just think that he is so checked out. And this, okay. this move to Toronto. Yeah, this isn't injury-based, I mean, by the way. He this, just thinks this is not injury-based. He's just going to, like, just, sit I'm, out. I'm going to L.A. Why am I cold? Like, that type of mentality up in Toronto. I think that Kawhi Leonard may play up to the way he did in 16-17 because – his reputation's already hurt. Exactly. If he does not play in Toronto to the level that people know he can, I mean, he's dam- he'll be- he will become damaged goods. And I think he knows that, and I think he has to deliver at least 
25, 5 and 5, 25 and 5, something like that to his normal standards. So I, I, I tend to agree. He has to prove something, but I don't think he has to prove it to the Raptors. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He has to prove it to LeBron James and the Lakers <laughs> where he's going to go next year. So if, he, if, if you're looking at Kawhi Leonard, he says, hey, I'm not, I'm not damaged goods. I'll play four months of the season, and then I'm checked out. Yep. I know I got my, my spot and my jersey waiting for me in, uh, in L.A., man. It's, <laughs> it's rap. Man. But, I mean, I will say, if he does come out, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Not, don't put me on the record, guys. All right? <laughs> no, right. If he does come out and play Kawhi Leonard, 82 games Kawhi Leonard, then the Celtics could be in some trouble. Because I do think he's one of the, when he's healthy, he's one of the top five players in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with that. How he blends with Kyle Lowry is obviously going to be huge for this team. But also the, from a defensive standpoint, I just think having him on the defensive side over someone like DeMar DeRozan just changes everything for this team. And that's why they're my team. And we're going to find out soon. I mean, the first test is going to be Friday. I mean, yeah. you don't have to wait too long. Yeah. That's what I love about the schedule. you got the Sixers tonight, and then you boom. you got the Raptors on the road Friday night, Celtics-Raptors. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, and I think even with Kawhi, they were one of the top defensive teams last year. Right? Maybe I'm, I don't know. Oh, you mean no, with the, the Rosen? With the Ro- yeah, without yeah. Kawhi, with uh, with the Rosen. Yeah, yeah. Right. Were, so you I, add him in. Yeah, we'll I, see. Yeah, I think people. I I think people need to respect the North. <laughs> um, um, I, I think the Raptors might be a serious problem in the East along with the Sixers. But again, Kawhi Leonard is my pick for MVP. Um, if not Kawhi, then I will say Kyrie. Just to, since we are hey, in the heart, it's it. Um, <laughs> hey, don't don't let the heart sway your opinion. No, that was my pick last. As I'm angry fan. I had Kyrie um, winning MVP last year, but well, I, I don't just, know what's going to happen this year. I just I think know. to explain my MVP point just real quick. I think Kawhi Leonard is gonna, just got to do so much for that team because he is That's the guy. Right. The Raptors don't have any other shot creators, any distributors like that. He's going to play at the Rosen role, except. Now he has to lock up the best defender. Because last year, DeRozan wasn't guarding the best man. That was OG Anobi. Now OG Anobi gets to kind of you know, take a break. You know, be Kawhi Leonard now this year. Not a lot of heat on him. Right. Exactly. Right. A lot of pressure. I agree. How Kawhi goes is how the Raptors are going to go yes. this year. So that's yep. it. Biggest concerns for the Celtics heading into the regular season, besides Gordon Hayward, I guess. Um, I just think it's health. I mean, how does Kyrie Irving play with his knee? How does, I, I guess, Gordon Hayward you know, come back? Because he said he has back stiffness. That's what scares me, the back thing. That's a whole other yes. issue. Yes. Back right. stiffness, um, and this, I guess, just how the team is with so many offensive threats: Kyrie, Rozier, Morris, Tatum. Bro. It goes, the list goes on. How does that team play team-free ball? You know, are they going to be? It's easy to say it, but it's another thing to do it. And yeah. I think they yeah. did it last year when they were injury, but now you got your best players back. How does that affect everybody? And also sacrifice again. They said it, but can you do it? A lot of guys are not going to be in the rotation this year, such as Semi Ojale, who played 73 games last year. He will not play 70 games this year. Marcus Morris probably won't take as many shots this year as he did last year. It's about sacrifice and health. I think those are the biggest question marks going forward for the Celtics to start the year. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I agree with that. I think it's exactly what you're saying. It all comes down to when things don't go well, right? How do they respond? Like, and it'll happen. It's, um, it's all good if they're on a 20-game winning streak. Tatum's putting up, like, 10 points a game. He's like, all right, we're good. But if you lose two, three games in a row, then how does those attitudes in that locker room mesh, right? Mesh, yeah. how, wh- who, who takes a backseat? Who's good with losing, getting 10 shots a night? I don't know. Is Jason Tatum going to be good with that? Yeah. You know, you bring up Shemi Ojale, and obviously what got him on the floor was his defense. I mean, he's a 3-and-D guy. He would make threes from time to time. But what got him on the floor, got him his minutes, was the, the defense that he provided last season. 
You look at this preseason games, and I get it. It's the exhibition games. <laughs> Defensively, this team, like, that was easily the biggest concern, right? Offensively, they were putting up over 60 points in one half. They did it back-to-back nice. But defensively was the concern, was the, the, the reason why uh, Brad Stevens said what he said about how he was, you know, wasn't impressed whatsoever with this team. Any concerns heading into the regular season in terms of the defensive side of things? I mean, obviously, we know what they can do offensively. But on the defensive side, if there's any slow start, I think that's where you're going to see the struggles from the Celtics. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, it's hard to say. Like, if the, if the Sixers and Celtics score 120 points tonight, like, I don't want to hear defense. It's like, oh, my gosh, no defense. Like, it's opening night. You're going to put up numbers. It happens every year. But I think around the 20-game mark or so, you should really evaluate the team. How do they play defensively? Are they performing well? So I would give it maybe 20 games or so to really evaluate. But the thing is, too, is that I don't think this team, any member of this team will get traded unless they request one. I think the way this team is now is the way the team is come to playoffs unless someone gets hurt or requests a trade. All right, he's Clevis Murray of The Athletic. Last question, how many wins the Celtics going to win, putting you on the spot? I will say at least. No, no, don't give me that at least, Clevis. I want to bonify it. I'll say 54-55. Okay. Okay. All right. South to 60. Not bad. He is Clevis Murray of The Athletic. This is the Cosby Street Podcast, powered by CLNS. We're here at the Harp. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. I'm getting you ready for the Celtics versus the Sixers. And we got a, a special guest, a special winner, Mike Conzo, who won tickets for tonight's game. What's going on, Mike Conzo? Nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you guys, too. I really appreciate it. I mean, honestly, what you guys put in, what, every Sunday, uh, I would assume. Uh, you know, it's 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 honestly, it's it's good chat, good chatter. So we, we do appreciate it. There you go. We're going to put you on the spot right now, Mike. Listener. How long have you been listening to it? Oof. Um, He's like, since the contest. Wait, started. I got a better no, question. Say, I, I, How long have you been a Celtics fan? Oh wow! Uh, about about two years. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I would say I've been listening now for about uh, about a year, year and a half. So uh, okay. no, keep it up, guys. Seriously. Yeah, man. We were kicking it with Mike for a little bit as we were getting ready to to go live here, and uh, Mike got an ill shirt on. Jason Tatum. This guy's ready to go. So Can you I had see to, it? I had to ask him how long he's been a Celtics fan. We didn't get into it. I figured we save it <laughs> for for when we went live. There you go. But uh, how you feeling about this team, man? You know, obviously we got Philly in the mix. We got the the Raptors in the mix in the Eastern Conference, but in terms of like them heading against the Western Conference, Golden State Warriors, obviously the favorite. What's your outlook for the Celtics this season, and how good do you think this team will be in comparison to the Golden State Warriors? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I I think what it really comes down to is coaching. Like I'm I'm I'm, I'm obsessed with the way Brad Stevens kind of schemes his games and gets his players involved and everything like that. So uh, I think what it really comes down to is is going to be coaching because I think the talent is there. Obviously, and I don't know if that's you know that that's pretty apparent, but um, you know it comes down to coaching. But I mean, other things the. How, how do you play in Gordon Hayward? How, how do you get him involved? How does he get acclimated to this team? And uh, I think that's the most interesting part. Is like, I think it's going to take a little bit of time, but, you know, long season. I mean, it could come down to Steve Kerr versus Brad Stevens. Let's face it. Like, that's probably the, the biggest matchup if we're talking yeah. Celtics versus Warriors. It's the biggest mismatch for the Celtics, I think. Really? Yeah, I think that. You think Kerr has the capabilities to outcoach Brad? No. I said it's the biggest mismatch. The Celtics. I mean, Celtics in favor of the advantage. Celtics. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Yes. Brad Stevens is heads and shoulders above Steve Kerr's coach. But Kerr's got the town. Kerr's got the town. Yeah. I mean, you're going to take the Warriors roster over the Celtics rosters any day of the week. I've been I've been clear on that from the start, man. I think if the Celtics make it to the finals, that's that's I think the ceiling for this team. If the Warriors stay healthy, 
I don't see the Celtics knocking off the Warriors in any NBA Finals. I just don't. All right, Sean, let me ask you this, and I'll throw this to Mike, too. Uh, chances we see Kevin Durant in another uniform next season. Because this recent report, it's got people a little bit rattled, especially Warriors fans. you got Mark Stein from the New York Times, who is confident that he's going to stick around, but says that other reports are indicating that he's willing to look elsewhere and move to another team to start a new chapter in his career. What a chance we... What chance do you think that would even happen? I think teams, even if they were the three people, I think that's always a possibility for Kevin Durant. Man, I mean, you look at it. I mean, how does that team look next year? Right? Where do they put their money? You have Clay Thompson coming up in free agency. Is he just going to walk out the door? Is Kevin Durant going to want money? Right? I mean, that's that's. I think you'll see what happens with Kevin Durant based on the decision they make on Clay Thompson. See, I feel like they're going to try to retain Durant over Clay Thompson though because let's face it I mean he's the more valuable player but at the same time why would Kevin Durant like in my opinion when he went to Golden State he was chasing LeBron James he wants to get four or five rings top LeBron because in his mind he's like look I can get more championships here than LeBron James when it's all said and done I will be the one that will be compared to Michael Jordan when it's all said and done be in the conversation with Kobe Bryant when it's all said and done if he leaves and he doesn't win any more championships what does that mean to, for his legacy? Because well, let's face it, everyone already has him in that conversation where, oh, you took the easy way out. You I think he joined Golden State Warriors, but you could have knocked them out as a member of the, of the Oklahoma City Thunder. There's going to be a point in his career, and here's here's my here's my theory on this: if the NBA goes back to Seattle, Kevin Durant will go to Seattle. You think he'll pull a LeBron James and go back? That's to the where Thunder. I think. That's why wow. I think this is all going to. All There's right. been rumblings okay. about, and so one year deal here. One year, two two year deal the player LeBron option. Round. Yep, and then once that Seattle team opens up, if it's going to be an expansion team or whatever, they, I mean, I think that's his free agent destination. I think I think that's what you're looking do at. Do it for Seattle. Yeah, Mike, where do you fall on this conversation? I, I, you know what, I think what's interesting is is you talk about like the legacy part, right? And um, I, I just don't think as much as us as fans think about like, oh, what about their legacy? What are they going to do about their career? Like. The more and more we get into like 2018, 2019, it's about like, I don't want to sound cliche, but like living in the now, yeah. all right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't think they care as much about that, that stuff as like they, they, you know, they, maybe they did 10, 10, 15 years ago. So like, I think what he's going to come down to for him is where's going to be the best living style for me? And, uh, you know, where am I going to be to have the opportunity to compete? Because I don't know. I just don't think he has like that that super competitive bonus body. I need to win championships every year. Yeah, I, I mean, I I sem I semi agree with that. I mean, he. But at the end of the day, like I agree that as a overwhelming like yeah. way to pinpoint this generation of basketball players. Yeah. But he did go to Golden State. He yeah. wants to win a championship. Yeah. He did that for his legacy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I think at at some point he's maturing to the point that legacy will start to matter to him. And yeah. all that snake stuff, all the stuff that OKC, the cupcake, whatever they want to call them, right? That's going to hurt him in the long run. So I think. Yeah. Well, Mike brings up a valid point because let's face it. I mean, LeBron James didn't go to the Lakers because he got he knew that would be his best chance to win a championship. That's true. He's, he's sure. already thinking about, the, he's thinking he's about after the NBA. Right. He's talking about the brand. But LeBron's done the move to win a championship. He's done the move to go back home. Now he's doing a move that. I, don't, I mean, now he's thinking about after basketball, right? I don't know. See, I don't get that because my whole thing was like, I thought you were chasing Jordan. I thought you wanted to chase the goal. I thought you were the greatest. But let's face it, LA's got all kinds of cap space next season so they can go out and, and grab two max players. Is one of those guys going to be Kevin Durant? What do you think, Mike? 
Kevin Durant go to L.A., team up with LeBron James, because they win a title together. It's a yeah, they, they, they would win a title together. Yeah. I think yeah. they, they definitely would. Yeah. But Is that enough in that squad? I don't. I don't see. Well, actually, I don't know. Kevin Durant's a weird could, cat. That could be exactly. enough. It's, it's, I mean, yeah. you got Ray John Rondo. You still have cast space to grab someone like I don't know, Jimmy Butler, yeah. Kemba Walker. You can go down the list of free agents that are going to be available next year, and all of a sudden, boom, you're a championship squad with the base of Kevin Durant and LeBron James. Yeah, Kevin Durant. I'm, I'm blowing Sean's mind right I, now. I think, Sean, I Sean's think like, wow. I mean, I I'm convinced of my Seattle, my Seattle that. thing, bro. I think Seattle's happening sooner than later. They did a little. Uh, they did a little what uh, preseason game up in Seattle. You saw that? What the, what the Durant jersey and everything? I was that's like, right. yo, he's going back, man. That's that's where he's headed. I mean, he's still got to just show love to the fans that brought him home. I mean, that was the team he got drafted by. That's right. You think he's doing that in OKC? Nah, he's not doing that in OKC. <laughs> <laughs> that's good for you. All right, so Mike, who are you taking to the game? Who's the, who's the lucky, who's uh, lucky so, person? So my, my old roommate, uh, he's uh, this is going to sound terrible, uh, but unfortunately, uh, born and raised in Pennsylvania, oh, big Sixers okay. fan. Okay. Um, I couldn't not take All right, we got another ticket opening up over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Solo but, uh, ticket. Yeah, Who but, wants to go with Mike? I, I'm going to be taking it. So. Uh, no, no, no. But no, no it should well, be a good game. I appreciate it. At least he's from Pennsylvania, though. At least he's from Pennsylvania. Otherwise, it would be like, okay, so you're a Sixers fan, but you're born and raised in Boston? Like, wouldn't make any sense. So I give him That's that. That's true. I give him that. And you know what? At the end of the day, Sixers fans are they're passionate. You know, Philadelphia has some passionate fans. And, of course, it's not just basketball with them. Their football fans are pretty crazy as well. Well, hey, Mike, I appreciate you stopping by, man. Yeah, appreciate you chilling with us. Seriously. You didn't have to do that. Mike could just picked up his tickets and say, fuck you guys. Yes. They decided to kick it Welcome with us, in. We appreciate Thank that. Hey, thanks, guys. The Causeway Street Podcast, powered by CLNS Media. And we'll be right back. Woo! Back at the Harp Causeway Street Podcast, powered by CLNS Media. And we're joined by our special guest, old friend, my boy Alan Verada from Green Line Tees. What's going on, Alan? Thank you for today? stopping by, bro. I appreciate it. Yes, appreciate welcome it. in, welcome in. I can imagine you producing all kinds of t-shirts now. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hayward back in the mix. Yep. Jason Tatum becoming who he is. Yes, Scary Terry is already taking off. I mean, it's just a marketing machine here in Boston, right, Alan? It is, it is. I mean, a lot of competition, but... Um, we got a lot of good ideas coming out, a lot of uh, quality, stepping our game up for the season. There you go. To separate us from the rest of the crowd. Excellent. I mean, Alan's one of the originals, so I'm sure you got some, you're like way ahead of most t-shirt companies in terms of creative ideas. I'm sure you got plenty to, um, to, to contribute. But Alan, let's get into some Celtics talk. That's what we do here every time we have you on. Um, Terry Rozier is obviously a, a big um, topic heading into this game. A few days before this game talk of their possible contract extension of course talks fell through they didn't meet the deadline i'm gonna put you on the spot here what does that mean for his future do you see the celtics potentially trading this guy before the season or excuse me before the postseason or do you see them holding on to him and him solidifying that six-man role because that's what i would like to see from this team i think he is uh not only crucial for the for how far this team could go but like I just think at the end of the day, if you see a championship from this team and you end up getting nothing in return, I think that's a fair trade-off. Where do you where do you stand in this? This is tough because obviously Terry is starting point guard material in the NBA. Absolutely. We all know what he brings to the table offensively, defensively. We also know what Kyrie brings to the table offensively when healthy. 
Terry is the best insurance policy ever to have for Kyrie Irving, and he's proven he can handle it in the biggest uh, stage, which the playoffs, which he shined last year. Yep. However, how much can you pay for an insurance policy mm. when you have a max kind of caliber player in Kyrie, especially after he made the big ordeal saying he wants to resign and will resign? Right. Yep. So, so uh, I'm, I mean, I'm going to say, I just don't see how the money's going to work, right? right. I, I mean, mean, it's not like a Brady's or a Garoppolo situation, no. right? It's and completely you're gonna different. Have guys no franchise like, tag. Yeah. And you're going to have guys like Jalen and Tatum who are going to demand big money a uh, few years down the line as well. Right. Yep. And I'm a big believer that star power on the wings is what brings uh, wins championships. Absolutely. Yeah, um, especially in the NBA. That's what we've seen time and time right. again. Right. You know, uh, recent reports is that the Phoenix Suns tried to deal for him. Uh, they were they were trying to uh, do a deal that circled around it was a Dragon Bender, Shaq Harrison, and of course Danny Ainge's favorite thing in the world, first draft round draft picks, unprotected. Of yeah. No. So I mean, if you're the Suns, can you blame them? No, yeah. they need a point guard. You got a star in uh, Devin Booker. You have Aiton, who's going to be a great center for you. So you can have really a three cornerstone pieces right there going right. forward. But if you're Ainge. I think you got to hold out and just play it out the season um, and then see what you can offer him in the offseason, see if he takes. If not... Yeah, I think... I, I mean, personally, I think Rosier is probably out the door. I mean, just because some team's going to overpay for him, man. If he gets into free agency, some team, like the Suns, like... I don't know. Name a team that needs a point guard. There's right. like ten of them in the league. Right. Overpay for a guy like Terry Rosier is, again, proving himself to be a starting point guard... In this league. Right. right. I mean, well, the asking price is pretty steep. I mean, if you ask a team like the Phoenix Suns for their first round pick, like a bona fide lottery team, like, right, right, you're right. pretty much saying, like, look, we'll give you our fifth best player for the best asset you have aside from right. your star, Devin right. Booker. Right. So, like, but, that just shows where Danny Ainge's head is at. It's like, okay, if I'm giving if, up this guy, I'm going for your best stuff. Yeah. But if you're the Celtics and you have, like, that one seed locked up, you hit into the playoffs, can you really, really. Give away a crucial piece? No, like I don't think so. Right. That's why I think. That's why I think he's gone after the year. I think you just have to sort of bite the bullet, right? right. Say this is the run. We're probably going to lose him for nothing. But you just bite the bullet. You just right. let him go in free agency. Right. But use him while he's under contract. I mean, think about it. Kyrie is not uh, a solid eighty-two. He's not even a solid sixty right. uh, games played guy, right? Yeah. So you're going to need Terry Rozier this year. Right. I think you're going to need him more than ever. Yeah, I mean he hasn't played a full season since 2011 I mean, when he was a rookie. You really so. got to let that season play out. I mean, if Kyrie is can be proven healthy, like this knee surgery was beneficial. I mean, we all saw that alley oop, like reverse dunk he threw down in three games. Right. And like and like I was actually kind of shocked coming off the knee surgery. He was doing that already. Right. So I mean, if he's healthy, then maybe you can let him go at the end of the year and, and just keep it moving because Tatum and Brown is where the money's got to be in right. the future and that's and also too he, uh, Harper's going to come off the books uh, end of this year or next year next, so, after next year yeah well he's going to he's going to opt into his option I mean yeah, so yeah, that'll give him another year until 2020 essentially so, yeah. yeah but I, I, th- I think I think we're all on the same page here I mean use ter- have Terry Rozier play to the best of his ability if he has another great year and the Celtics do get to the finals, it's just going to make him more valuable to other right, teams. Anyway. Yeah, so stopped. it's sort of a win-win situation for both right. of You know, before today, I was thinking to myself, and we talked about this in the last episode of the College Street Podcast, I'm like, when I heard this report that he's aiming for like $20 million, I'm like, Terry Rozier is not going to get $20 million a year. Yes, he is. And yes, then is. today, Miles Turner just signed a contract extension worth 
21 to 22 million per year. If Miles Turner's getting that kind of money, I mean, listen, Miles Turner's a solid player, but Terry Rozier can easily get that same amount for what he's already proved on the biggest stages of the Eastern Conference. But we also uh, seen what uh, Marcus uh, Smart got for his deal. So you, you yeah, know exactly. that the Celtics are going to be pinching pennies over here. So. Right, but yeah. Terry Rozier can shoot. Right. So, I mean, listen, yeah. I like Marcus Smart, but I feel, hey, like, I feel like if you're getting that kind of money, it's because you can shoot. And that's sort of right. why Marcus Smart topped out where he right. topped out he because right. he's offensively limited. Yes. Right. Listen, again, the value of Marcus Smart, that's how I'd like it's you to worth say it. it. That's the politically right. correct way to say it. <laughs> offensively limited. It's not that he can't shoot. But his value is worth what he got. Don't right. get me wrong. I don't, yeah. think at over, I don't think he's overpaid. What he brings to the table is, is unique, so you pay for that, that skill set. Exactly. That skill set. Uh, unfortunately, Rozier is the money you gotta pay him. It just you won't see the payout, the dividends right. because he's only gonna play twenty two minutes a game. Or exactly. Like that. Marcus Marcus Smarts was more valuable to the Celtics than any other team out there. Exactly. Rozier exactly. is almost more valuable to other teams exactly. than the Celtics. Exactly. And that's where he's gonna get the like big bucks. Better off maybe like taking that money and like splitting it over two guys, yep. like a Marcus Morris, right. a Smart type, like that sure. kind of stuff. Yep. All right, it's the Cosmic Street Podcast coming at you from the heart, powered by CLNS Media. Alan Barada from Greenline Tees. Follow on Instagram, Greenline Tees. Check out all the cool products they have. All kinds of cool shirts and, and, and apparel. If you're a Boston Celtics fan, it is a must. Follow them. Green Line Tees on Instagram, Twitter, and all those uh, fun social media platforms. Alan, always fun talking sports with you, man. Talking Thanks, Celtics. Guys, I appreciate it. I appreciate you stopping yes. by. Pierre. Like, this is like New Year's for me. This is like... This is better than... Uh, this is better than New Year's. This, <laughs> this is, is it. This is the, the, the official <laughs> forget, start of the Celtics forget, season. Forget January 1st. This is where it's at. This there is, we go. This is New Year if you're a Celtics fan. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break. Again, it is Causeway Street at the Harp. Stay tuned. we got plenty more coming. All right, back at the Harp. Causeway Street podcast and Nick Joseph. Man, Dude. where were we a year ago? Nick Jelso, CLNS Media, joins us, by uh, the way. That's me. We're, you we know were, me. Before we got back on the mic here, we are talking about how one year ago we were in Cleveland. And, and, can I say this? Nick was having a meltdown. Total. I'm like, my <laughs> Gordon hair went over. down. <laughs> it's it. We're Just going wait, out of business. I'm going out of business. <laughs> we're this not going to be not even going to make the playoffs. <laughs> oh. Nick, it's oh. going to be all right. What do you mean it's going to be all right? No, but if the listeners want to have a laugh, go over to the YouTube channel and find that clip because Josue and I did a report afterwards. We both looked like we just saw ghosts. Yeah, yeah. We saw ghosts. It was so. And then on top oh of that, God. we have another bond here. We covered Sixer Celtics that whole That's series. Right. Epic. Right. The confetti blowing confetti out. Night. Like, oh, Ooh, confetti night. Oh, confetti night. One of my favorite nights ever. Uh, oh, man. Probably the best game I ever covered. Be great if they just drop confetti like right in the pregame ceremony oh, tonight. That would be, right? that'd be, that'd be perfect. They should. They, they should. should do that tonight. If it was the Eastern Conference Finals, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Right. Or, or at least if like a bunch of fans did it. Just to emulate what happened. Things, yeah. yeah, get it going. Oh, man, yeah, that was a crazy night. That was crazy. Yeah, and that then, was you know easily what? my favorite night. Not because the Celtics won, but, like, the way they won it in dramatic fashion. And then and the whole confetti thing. Y- we've covered a lot of locker rooms, right? I mean, I never saw a more excited Celtics locker room on the road in a non-championship or, yep, yep. you know, I mean, they were just... Giddy. Al Horford's on the phone with his wife. Yeah. People are going nuts. And the you never room. see Al Horford like that. No. Yeah, he, was out, always, he was so emotional he that He keeps game. his cool, but that game, I love yeah. Al. 
I mean, he hit the go-ahead shot. That was a huge shot. He huge was play, of the course, man by Brad in that game. Yeah, he's the man. Absolutely. All right, let's get into this let's game. Let's do it. Let's get into this game briefly, Nick. Uh, Celtics, Sixers. Uh, obviously, you know what happened last year. They're gonna have a bad taste in their mouth. They're gonna want to come out here swinging. Um, what are the chances you, you see them come out on top here? Let's just throw it out there. Not like it's gonna mean anything if they win the first game of the season, but like, where do you where do you feel like in terms of the Celtics' chances in this game tonight? I actually, and I, I don't want to get beat up here at the harp, but you got the Sixers winning. That's all right. You got my the predictions winning. are always wrong. Joseph. That's all right. There you we go. Know Good. That. I mean, the Celtics go eighty one. my bookie right now. Right, right. Yeah. eighty one and one. But That's here's right. the thing. The Celtics, they have to incorporate two players, key players, three really if you include Tice. The Celtics have been talking trash all preseason. As you know, that's been getting on my nerves. Yeah, you're not a big fan Ooh. of the BWA. Not, not, not in preseason, not when you haven't played a game. <laughs> no. And then on top of that, the Sixers have a chip on their shoulder. I mean, those right. guys, they, I, I think they have something to prove after Absolutely. getting embarrassed last year in the playoffs. Yeah, I and agree. they got talent. And they got talent. So and let's got not talent. forget that. You know, chip on the shoulder. Plus talent, plus young plus guys. Plus they're a good team. And those those pieces that were with Philly last year, the Reddicks, the Sarichs, that's just all, they're all back. It's pretty much the same team. Plus you get another year of Simmons and Embiid. So. Well, and now I, I don't want to make you laugh out loud, LOL, but Markel Fultz is starting tonight, I heard. That's right. I am not going to laugh out loud. You wanted him so bad. I'm a guy. I'm a Markel Fultz. You remember that, right? I'm a believer. Why do you think I'm looking right at him, though? Hey, I still think... Fultz, Fultz will be a player. Fultz will be a player. We'll see. But I'm you're glad you're we gl- got Tatum. You're glad the trade went down. Okay, at least we know that. Finally admitted that it. I'll yeah. say it. I'll say it two years in. Tatum. J.J. Reddick coming off the bench. Speaking of which, if you haven't heard already, starting lineup is exactly what uh. you would expect it to be from the Celtics. Kyrie Irving, Gordon Haywood, uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford. You know, some, spe- some speculated that Aaron Baines would be in the mix, but small. not tonight. They're going small. Probably going to be the the lineup throughout the, the the bulk of the regular season. Although some some would say Brad Stevens like to mix things up here and there, but for the most part, this will be starting five. Right. Steady, yeah I, yeah, I agree. I I thought maybe there was a one percent chance you'd see Jalen start and Gordon would come off the bench. That's what I was thinking too. A one percent chance. Well, Jalen starting, but I thought that he would find a way to to bring in Hayward off the bench. Right. Probably exactly. put Baines in the mix there. Right. Right. But yeah. All right. Well, let's do this. We got an over under. All right. Got few things to, to go through here over under nick we'll all uh, dissect these and, and, and have some fun here all right sweating like patrick ewing right now it's like patrick in the fourth quarter yeah a little bit a little bit all right so let's, let's get you out of here soon all right nick over under celtics win 60 games over over Ooh. i think the celtics could win 61 games I had them at 62 the last time we predicted, didn't That's we? That's right. You That's had right. 61. And you're saying this slow start that you – because you predicted a I slow don't, start. I, I think the slow start – Won't affect. Won't affect. 60-plus As long as the injury bug doesn't okay. come. If there's no injury bug, they're over – they're 60-plus, I think, this team. Too deep. I, I, uh, uh, 60 sounds good. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying push, man. Yeah. I don't I, – I like – I think there are going to be some growing pains at the beginning of the year. I do, I do. I do. So I think that's going to – I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be the number one team in the East. But I think 60, 59, 60 right around there. Yeah. If I had to bet on it, I'm going under. So you got the under? Yeah. All right. Yeah, Sean's a betting man. So he's looking at it like legit over under. Oh, I'm, I'm going under, too. I'll go 59 games. I don't bet. I don't know what you're talking that's about. That's so safe, dude. What's this? The price is right? What do you mean? You said 61. <laughs> Close is without going over. Exactly. 
I like Joel's prediction on that. Joel says like 60. That. Like well, that. that's my prediction, but the question is Over under, 73 over wins. 73 wins, over under. Over. There it no. is. Yeah, the, the, well, the, but think about it this Golden way. Golden State Warriors record will be done by the end of this year. Here's the thing. He has 10-minute segments. You know when you get Jelso on, it's going at least 20. Yeah. Here's, the, here's the thing. He might take this. us a tip-off. Here, yeah. Post-game. So here's the, <laughs> we'll be here all night, folks. Here's the one thing you got to consider here. Even with injuries and resting, that team last year, so the team that would be on the floor if Kyrie and Gordon were resting, went to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. Yeah. So they could still win 60 games. Right. Yeah. All right, over under. Gordon Hayward averages 16 points. Nick, what do you got? Under. I think he's going to be somewhere between 13 and 15. Yes. And I'm, and I'm happy with that as no long as he's us. able to move laterally and plays amazing defense. Yes. You know what? I'm, I'm same boat. Under. 13, 14 tops. Yeah, I think will be his we, average. We agree. Mike <laughs> Bump. I disagree. I think he's going to be over. I think I just because this is a Brad Stevens system. Gordon Hayward's a Brad Stevens guy. Hayward, uh, Stevens has been waiting for at least a year, if not more, for Hayward to be in his offense again. I mean, I think he's going to be a prominent feature in the offense. And I, I think the only guy so more, think there'll, there'll be more games off than less restricted minutes. So I think 17, 18 points is achievable for Gordon. So you wow. think Brad Stevens is going to cater to Hayward? Like make, no, I think, I make think, him the, one of the focal listen, points of the offense? I, you guys forget, Gordon Hayward is a superstar. We signed him for $30 He's a borderline superstar. Come on. He's the biggest free agent signing, though, the Celtics have ever had, right? Mm, but you no, can't, one, no one thought Tatum would be where he's at right I now, agree. Yeah, baby. I, I love Tatum. Tatum will be the second-leading second scorer this team. I love Tatum. I think Number two. I think, I think you're going to see the top three players. And we've seen it plenty of times where there's three players on a team that's averaging 20 points a game, right? I think the person who's going to take a real hit here is Jalen Brown. I think Tatum's going to get his. Hayward's going to get his. Kyrie's going to get his, man. I, I just don't I don't see how you have Gordon Haywood after all the hoopla, all everything that happened, you, he's going to score under 16 a game. I just don't see that. Well, happening. you know, right. to, to we'll piggyback see. on that quick, and I mean quick, uh, <laughs> the only guy maybe more excited about Hayward returning than Hayward might be Brad Stevens. Yes, yeah, yeah. I agree. So you might be right in that yeah. point, but I'm sticking with 13. Yeah, same. Woo. No more than 13, 14. No. All right. Lakers win 48 games. Under. Wait, wait a minute. Let me preface this. I missed that. Let me preface this. Lakers are going to win 48 games. The Thunder, the Jazz, and the Pelicans all won 48 games last season. So just keep that in mind. Where you at? Over under. Lakers win 48 games. You're asking me to bet against LeBron here, but I'm going to I'm going to have to say under. I mean, a lot of people have them at middle of the middle of the pack in the West. I mean, LeBron's got to not winning 50 games. I do not see it happening. I mean, Rondo, LeBron, nice. Rondo good for for uh, Lonzo. Uh, you know, I, I don't see 48 games. And if there's no dissension in that locker room, if Luke Walton retains the job and we don't go midseason <laughs> with Ma- Magic Johnson being yeah, the yeah, coach, yeah. then they, they're going to win 48. Otherwise, right. it's going to be less. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Like, how is that going to work between him uh, and Luke's LeBron done. James? Luke Walton, Luke's done. Yeah. he's a done. great As soon as LeBron's like, I want this guy yeah. out of here, done. Magic Johnson shame. won't even hesitate. Magic Johnson will be on the bench, and we all know what happens with Magic coaches. It ain't pretty. Nope. <laughs> you say under, right? I say under. I think the West is, like... There's, the West isn't as good as it has been in years. I think there's a lot of teams that are compressed in the West, so it's going to be a battle every single night. I think you get your top two teams, and then literally three through ten battle. So gotcha. 48 games will be tough. All right, all right. Let's, let's get back to the Celtics here. Marcus Smart will rack up four technical fouls. Over under. That's a lock, bro. Win, though. You'd be surprised. Last year, he only had two technical fouls. The year before that, nine. 
The year before that, six. He's over four on the season, you mean? On the yeah, season. I'm going to oh, go. Come on. You, Marcus, he could have gotten two last year. He could have gotten, gotten two versus the Cavs he's in already, preseason. He's already gotten some in preseason. No, the dude's yeah. on it. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's oh, Marcus yeah. Smart, man. He only had two last year, man. He's yeah, doing I his know. Best. Well, you know, he and I think those two were for flopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he miss the time last year, too, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say over. Over. You're going over? Over. I hope it's over. We need The Celtics need that toughness. He's going to earn a suspension? Maybe. I think the better question is who has more technicals Marcus Morris or Marcus Smart like that the Marcus yeah the two Marcuses that's a good question Smart has 18 career technical fouls already in four Smart years does? yeah good I'm, I actually thought he'd be higher actually. and a Double lot of them were for year. flopping really yeah they were at least at least five of them alright uh, last one Carmelo Anthony now a member of the Houston Rockets will average 13 points a night over under Sean Look at my face. You just avoided me. I mean. <laughs> I did. You know sounds how I feel about, about Mellow. Sounds about right. First off, I have, a, put up 12 I, have a, I have a big problem with all of a sudden James Harden is an Astros fan now. He's at the game front row right now. Sean's Get distracted. the fuck out of here, Sean's James distracted. I, no. I agree with that. You're yeah. right. Out of nowhere. Where has he been all year? First time you saw it tonight. It, that, bandwagon. Stuff, bandwagon. You know, that's the stuff that pissed me off. All it took was seeing James Harden at an Astros game. He's <laughs> cussing up a storm. Uh, under. Under. Oh, get out of here. Woo! Well, the Red Sox scored. There we go. <laughs> Steve Pierce. Pierce. Solo shot for Steve Pierce. Sox now up 3-2. Well, uh, you better update the listeners on what just happened. I just did. Steve <laughs> Pierce. Oh, they, they know. Solo shot, 3-2, <laughs> top of the six. Nick. Over, under on Mello? On, on Mello. I'm going to say Mello's over, and the Rockets are less wins than okay. last year significantly. All right. Ah, okay. Yeah, Sean's in the same boat for that. I'm, in, I'm going the same way. I got Carmelo over, but not by a lot. 14.5, 15 points a night. That's about it. But hopefully he'll be let me, let me a contributor because I think a lot of people just, they, they're just, they're not giving him the benefit of the doubt. He's still playing 2007 style basketball, Melo. Yeah. He would be best to go out and play for Doc, who's still coaching 2008 <laughs> basketball. Yeah. Yeah, right? He's that, a ball stopper. It's not, it doesn't work. But that's today. the thing, Nick. He comes off the bench, so he's, a, he's playing against opposing bench that's players. That's true. That's very which true. I think he'll capitalize How on. long is he going to be happy coming off the bench? Uh, I don't know. It depends how, how long, long is he going to be it happy. It depends how period. long James Harden can keep him at that's peace it, that's right. with being a member of the Houston Rockets. Yeah. How many young Rocket players is he going to pollute? Maybe they don't few. have too many. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's one of the good things. Right? Yeah, we'll see. Hoodie Mellow. We'll see what he does in Houston. Right now, big Mellow fan here. Right now, he's still having a good time at the Astros game, even though the Red Sox oh, yeah, yeah, just right, topped right, 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 four right, three yeah, now. Yeah, how you like that? Harden? Six inning. What and, a joke. Uh, with that, we'll, we'll wrap up this segment, Nick. I appreciate you yeah, all. Man. Always, always I'll welcome to stop by Causeway Street. Of course, man. John, I'll, see you, I'll see you across the street. Thank you, guys. Should I drop the mic? No, oh. don't, don't do that. <laughs> all right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll get you back here. NBA season is tipping off. Causeway Street Podcast at the heart. Yep. We'll be right back. Go stop Final segment. Sean? It's time to look ahead. We look at the ahead? first time of the 2018 19 oh, season. I'm not you know, ready. Sean's been dying to do this segment, and it's, I'm, I'm shocked he's not ready to do I'm it. I'm never ready. Never ready. Some right. things never change. So, this is a part of our podcast we do every week, but we're just going to look ahead. Every week of the regular season. predictions. So. 76 and Celtics obviously happening tonight. First time. Tonight, big game. We've been talking about it all day. Not going to beat a dead horse right now. But here's, uh, here's game number two. Raptors, Celtics. Celtics go to Toronto, to the north, take That's on right. the Toronto Raptors. So what Kawhi do we see? 
I don't think we see a Kawhi at all. They might catch that L, though. They might catch that L. So uh, then it gets a little easier. Uh, head to New York, play the Knicks. We've got literally nobody on their team that uh, is worth talking about other than Chris Hasbro. I guess will Kyrie Irving be there next year? You never know. That's uh, literally all I have. I'm going to go. So he's got, so got three games to start the season. Two playoff teams from last year. Technically, the number one and number three seed. That's tough. All right, so go ahead. Don't be afraid to say it. That's uh, three now. Yeah. I think it's three now. Right, I think the Raptors are garbage this year, and I think the Celtics win tonight. Okay. All right. I'm going to go. Hmm. I'm going to go. I'll say this thing. Three now. Okay. Three now. Okay. Yeah. I think the losses will start kind of stacking up on this on that road trip. You know, well, it gets, it gets they, come, they come back home after New York, and then it gets dicey on that road trip. It, it, it is not an easy start to the season for the Celtics. It's not. So, yeah. coupling that with the progression of the super team, I mean, we shall see. We should. We shall see. That's right. All, All right. right. Looking ahead, Joel's on his Joel's in his own zone over there. I'm sorry, fellas, man. I'm just, I'm hey, just trying to. Here he is. Joel's you know, here. trying to produce, run some social media, all, right, you know, no all, that, all that good stuff. You're not, you're not impressing anyone over here. Trying to make everybody look good here, all right? All right. Especially all you two. What's, what's up with Jimmy Butler? What is the, what is the final? The, the season starts tonight. What is up with Jimmy Butler? See, see, you should have done that over and under. Is Jimmy going to stay the whole season with the Timberwolves? Ooh, that's a good one. Because according to Tibbs, he is scheduled to play in the season opener. You have to play him. I mean, let's face it. You have to, if you want to trade him, which obviously that's what the Timberwolves want to do. But this thing you got to showcase him. You can't just hold on to him and say, "Here's Jimmy Butler," and all you can really, you know, look at is his tape from last season. I mean, but if you're gonna get fu Jimmy Butler, I mean, he may be. But the thing is, he though, may be, he may be uh, increasing his trade value very quickly. Yeah, that's no, true. but that, the thing, the thing is, though, most teams all over the league already are getting this all twisted, thinking that it's all on Jimmy Butler. When Jimmy's saying, actually. It's the higher ups that are treating me like crap, and diva. He's a diva. You know, supposedly he's never said anything to his. He never had any qualms against his teammates or his, or Tibbs. I'm not going to say the rest of his coaches, but right. Tibbs in general. Yeah. And at the same time, Tibbs is sabotaging every time they try to they try to move him. So I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh. Just take the deal from the Heat. Get it over with. Yeah, Tib- to Miami. Tibbs got to go. Yo, Tibbs, yeah. Tibbs got beef with uh, with Riley that goes back. Apparently, Pat Riley. Is that, is that what's stalling this? That's what's stalling this with the Heat, at least. Oh man, he's, he's got to go. Another team, another team should swoop in with a nice offer, though. That's I think that's the, that's gonna be the difference. I don't think he's going to the Heat. He's going somewhere else. If he gets Houston, moved. Houston, get on the nah, phone. He's not going to Houston. Eric Gordon, like I said from Eric the start, Gordon will fit perfectly. Like I know it, no, in that um, system. It's not that. It's the Mavs. Mavs are gonna be walking away with Jimmy Butler after this. Well, in case you missed it. The New Orleans Pelicans coach Alvin Gentry told reporters this week that they have no intention of trading superstar Anthony Davis for anyone ever, or at least this season. Huh. Right? Because Davis has one more season after this one left on his current deal, but he's eligible for super mags this summer. Right. So if he doesn't sign that extension, you better believe they're going to try to move him. Yeah, that's what he's going to be on the block. I mean, this report saying that he wanted out, I mean, Stephen A. Smith is the only one that's that's saying that that's that, that was the case. Whereas, you look at what's around and what the Pelicans can get for him right now, it's not really worth it at nah. this point. You know, so nah, you might as well hold on to him. It's only worth it to trade him in the last year of his deal. Yeah, you got to make this thing. You got to milk this for as long you as you work. can because this is your franchise guy, and you may not get someone like him for a very long time once you officially trade him away and let him move on with his career elsewhere from New Orleans. 
It is inevitable, though. Unless they can pull off some sort of DeMarcus Cousin-like deal again. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I see that coming anytime uh, soon. Yeah, I mean, I, te- I tend to agree with uh, Mr. Coach Gentry here that I don't think he's going anywhere this season. But, again, uh, it all comes down to what happens next summer. You know, all these new deals being signed. And, he go- and if he says, wait a second, I don't want to sign his Supermax extension yet or just at all, right. you best to believe that they're going to start making moves or look to make moves. All right. Yeah. all right. So that's, that. that's all I got for in case you missed it for the Celtics take on the 76ers across the street. There we go. Woo! Let's go Celtics. Who you got, Joel? Who's winning tonight? Uh, Celtics are going to win, but it's not going to be as close as people who have the Celtics winning. Oh, I think we got a nail biter. It's yeah. an interesting prediction. I think Celtics by 28. Stop it. Instead of Celtics by like five. So we're going to see Yabuselli and the bench crew out, Sean? Gino time. Gino time, man. First night Gino time tonight. All right, all right. I got the Celtics winning by a few points. It's going to come down to the wire, but the Celtics come out on top and uh, piss off the Philadelphia 76ers. But look out for the 76ers to put out a really good fight. They may even earn themselves a 15-16-point lead at one point, but then the Celtics will come roaring back. There you go. This is a play-by-play for you. This is a prediction for you. And with that, we wrap up our live broadcast from the heart. NBA season tips off 2018-19 season. We're up out of here. Causeway Street's up out of here. Later. From CLNS Media, for the heart, thank you for having us. Until next time, guys. Peace.